Welcome. I'm Tracy Poisner, and this is the Undeletable Dad podcast, a show for divorced or separated fathers. My job here is to guide you out of the thickets of parental alienation and to lead you across the threshold of the impossible to a real dimension where your children are securely held in the orbit of your love and influence. It's not a dream, it's reality, just waiting for you to breathe life into it. You're invited to work on a deeper level with me through our courses, group programs, or private mentorship by visiting undeletabledad.com. Here's a question I get asked all the time. If I don't react to my child doing hurtful things to me, isn't that enabling their bad behavior? My answer is going to sound counterintuitive, and I wanted to talk about this today because it's really central to the kind of parenting you're being called on to do in this post-divorce world. You want to be able to say, hey, it really hurts my feelings that you're telling lies about me. Or why don't you ever return my calls or messages? I do so many nice things for you and you never even say thank you. Those are things that the old you would have probably said if your child was doing hurtful things back in the days when you were living under the same roof with their mom. And it might have been a good thing to do back then, but it's not anymore. You can't operate that way anymore. There's a different context now, and you need to see your place in the dynamic a little differently if you want to parent effectively. I had a conversation once with a therapist who wanted to know how best to help her client who was being alienated from his teenage daughter. She wanted to broker some kind of conversation between them where they could like air their differences and specifically heal the dad's wound around his daughter's lack of affection towards him, which was like a cruel departure from the relationship that they'd always had. And what I said to this therapist shocked her. I said, it's not this girl's job to take care of her father's feelings. If he has hurt feelings, he needs to deal with that. It's not the job of his child to manage his feelings for him. She didn't even know what to say after that. It was so obvious, but so counterintuitive. We've been told all our lives that our feelings have to be validated Everything is about our feelings these days. How do we take care of our own feelings? Well, for starters, by knowing that it's never, ever the job of a child to be the emotional caretaker of their parent. Think about it. That's probably what the mom is doing already if there's a lot of conflict happening. The child feels responsible for their mom's feelings. And that's what's driving this behavior. We're not talking about a teenager who's acting entitled or rude as a function of their normal adolescent development, because that wouldn't hurt your feelings. It would disappoint you or it would offend you. Hurt feelings are different. Your feelings are hurt because you are sensitive to being rejected. You perceive that you're being shut out and it feels like a knife in the chest. So if you want to feel better, you have to take the next step after realizing that you're actually asking your child to do something to make you feel better, you have to realize what that would really mean for them. 
it would mean that you want them to let go of their survival strategy to help you survive instead. Like, take off your life jacket and give it to me. Because whatever they're doing, rejecting you, lying about you, refusing to see you, all of those things mean survival for your child. A child cannot survive without their mother's love. They know that you love them. They can count on that. But the other parent's love feels conditional. It's conditional on playing a game and the game has rules. And whatever they're doing to you is part of how they stay in the game. You can't ask your child to tell the truth or answer your calls or even to acknowledge that they're being bullied or blackmailed by their mother. Because doing any of those things would require them to essentially cut ties with her. And they can't do that. At least they don't think they can do it and still survive because of two things. They feel responsible for her happiness and they don't think they're worthy of being loved if they stop playing the game. This is not a logical or a rational thing. You can't have a conversation about this. You wouldn't even be talking to the part of them that has words for what's going on. This is all happening deep, deep in the limbic system of the brain where our fight or flight instincts live. It's like they're drowning and this is their life jacket and nobody is gonna take it from them. They'll fight and kick and scream. Isn't that just what it looks like? That's what the tantrums are about that never go anywhere. They can't ever tell you why they're mad at you or why they don't wanna see you. They just lash out, like, get your hands off my life jacket. So what was this therapist supposed to tell her client to do if he couldn't address his feelings with his daughter? Wouldn't he be enabling the bad behavior if he doesn't address what she's doing? If he ignores it, isn't that going to encourage her to keep doing this bad behavior? Isn't that exactly how we train our kids? By telling them when they do something good or something bad? Well, my answer is that it is and it isn't. Partly because of what I just said. It's not actually bad for the child. In fact, it's a pretty good strategy. As I said just a minute ago, your child actually trusts that you love them unconditionally and they have no ability to see you as a regular human being with feelings that can be hurt. Think about this. How old were you when you figured out that your dad was nothing but a regular guy? It's not because you were dense. It takes a lot of maturity to see our parents as flawed and vulnerable humans. So it's not a bad call to err on the side of getting mom's love when you already know that you have dad's love. So what I told the therapist was this. He doesn't have to ask his daughter to give up her life jacket or to make a choice about who she wants to love her. He can respond to this by showing up as a dad and telling her that he bloody well doesn't approve of her treating people this way, that it's not correct to ghost someone no matter who they are, that this is not how he raised her to behave in the world, and it's not going to be a very successful life strategy. He can tell her that as long as he's her father, he's going to continue to call her out on her shit because he loves her, and he's responsible for walking her across the threshold of adult life. 
And even though he'll always love her no matter what she does, it will never stop being his job to tell her the hard things that maybe no one else will have the guts to say. And that's what a father does. I recently heard from a stepmom I know about how her partner handled something like this. His kids were being severely alienated from him and they were in family therapy about it. After the session, their mom came to pick them up and as he was walking them to her car, his eldest child screamed at him, what don't you get about this? We don't wanna see you. When will you leave us alone? And he got right in her face and screamed back, as long as you're a child, I'm your dad and it's my job to keep showing up. It doesn't matter if you like it or not, I'm responsible for you. When you're 18, you can decide if you never wanna see me again. But until then, I'm your father and I'm gonna keep loving you and showing up for you no matter what you say or do. That's what a dad is about. Wow, I could not have said it better myself. So it would be well to like rehearse something like this in front of the mirror, literally from time to time, to be ready for when you get your chance. By the way, it doesn't matter what age they are. You can change it to, I don't care if you're 25, I'm still your father and I'll never stop telling you the hard things you don't want to hear because I love you. Don't expect anything to change right away. But the truth is nobody could ever get tired of hearing something like that. It means I'll never give up on you. You're important to me and I'll keep standing in front of your hurricane. It means you can't hurt me because I'll always be bigger than you. And that is a message of profound security for a child of any age. So back to the concept of whether you're encouraging or training your kids to keep engaging in the bad behavior. That only happens when you let them believe that they're winning, either by you sinking into a victim mindset where you feel powerless against your own child, or through neglect, which happens when you're being controlled by the frequency of your inner child. That's where you operate from the illusion that you're on the same level as your actual child, like you're engaged in some kind of playground altercation and you can't actually see the bigger picture of what's happening. You're responsible for seeing the bigger picture. That's the adult perspective. And you're not on the same level, you're the grown-up. A child can't see their parent as flawed. They really do think that they're actually responsible for their mother's happiness. They'd be shocked to imagine that you require the same of them. It's unthinkable. They actually think that you're invulnerable. That's the most twisted part of this whole thing. They're certain that you can take what they're dishing out. That's why it's a life preserver. It's you underneath, keeping them afloat. And what about your ex, their mom? Are you encouraging her to keep letting her child do her dirty work? Well, here's the thing. You're not responsible for raising her. So it doesn't matter how she reacts to you standing in your power. You're not even in a relationship with her anymore. And the powerful move is to cut that cord once and for all. You get to decide 
whether she gets to jerk your chain anymore. She knows your trigger points and she's aiming for where you're sensitive. So it's on you to address those sensitivities. And that's where coaching or counseling comes in because everyone needs help to upgrade themselves. It's not a job most of us can do on our own. You also need to surround yourself with people who have your back and believe in you and value the journey you're on. That's not always easy to find out there in the wild. Hence the support groups and online spaces where you can get that kind of community. If you're looking for that kind of place, join us on Facebook at Undeletable Dad. If you prefer something off social media, you can join a paid program like Patronus College, where I teach this kind of emotional mastery to divorced dads. And they get together every couple of weeks at the Dark Horse Pub to prop each other up over a beer the way guys do. It's a beautiful brotherhood, actually. I know last year's crew really appreciated having that kind of peer group support. This is not the old school parenting you probably thought you were signing up for. Sorry about that. It's just how it is. You have to be infinitely more sophisticated than the regular old dad you were expecting to be. But that's not such a bad thing. It's your chance to liberate a cartload of personal power that you didn't even know you had in you. It's an opportunity to finally find a place for all those masculine codes you've been hiding away since society started labeling them toxic. That's our mission here at Undeletable Dad, to use this challenge to get you back up on your steed and to ride faster and farther and with more purpose and conviction than you ever would have done if this hadn't happened. I want you to think seriously about reaching out for that peer support and expert guidance. If you have people around you that you trust to have your back, spend more time with them. If you don't have the resources you need, we have them here for you. Join the Undeletable Dad Facebook community or sign up to join a smaller, more private cohort in the next session of Patronus College, which is opening for registration in just a couple of weeks. Patronus College is the world's first school of magic for alienated dads, and it's the ideal place for you if you want the complete bag of tricks for bringing your kids back from the bardo, as well as the lifelong camaraderie of a great bunch of dads who won't let you fall back into negative thinking and self-sabotage. The program runs for four months, and this next session begins in mid-September. Send a message to Tracy at UndeletableDad.com and we can get on a quick call to see if this is the program that will best meet your needs or if your situation could be resolved faster with one-to-one coaching. I'm truly looking forward to working with you. Thanks for listening. Your kids thank you too.